Greetings and welcome back to Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Bri the Comic Book Guy. We left off episode one with a lot of things brewing in Civil War. We're going to get right back into the action, but first we're going to talk about what issues we're covering today. Civil War Frontline 5 through 7, Miss Marvel 6 through 8, Thunderbolts 105, Heroes for Hire 1 through 3, New Avengers 23 and 24, Wolverine 45 through 47, Young Avengers and Runaways 2 and 3, Cable and Deadpool 31 and 32, Civil War The Main Storyline Issues 4 and 5, Captain America 22 to 23, Amazing Spider-Man 535, Civil War Choosing Sides and One Shot, Fantastic Four 540. And I'll be posting pictures of these, as always, on Instagram to show you what issues we're going to be covering and see all the titles that we can do. Just follow Bri the Comic Book Guy on Instagram. Civil War Frontline number 5. Things heat up for the reporters. As we saw at the end of the last issue, Ben Ulrich is confronted by Norman Osborn and Green Goblin. He's warning him that he is coming after the Bugle for being trash. You don't really know what that is. He's kind of off his rocker at this point, but then he ends up just taking off. Now, elsewhere, the other reporter, Sally, her name's Sally Floyd, and another fellow reporter are following the underground team, Captain America's movements, and they're reporting on what's going on, and they're reporting that people are getting arrested, but she quickly covers it up. So they're in a bind here because anyone that is collaborating with Team Captain America ends up getting in prison. Uh, now, Speedball uh, ends up in the same group of BNC list heroes who Sally was with when they got raided at the end of issue four. They're all in prison, and they're all being transported through a portal into a huge prison, which appears in what's called the Negative Zone. That's the, something that appears mainly in the Fantastic Four issues that Reed Richards discovered. There's a portal in Four Freedoms Plaza, but he does have a, another portal that he sets up to, to move the bad guys. So that's what Reed was working on. He has a prison that is in the Negative Zone, and that's where he's keeping all of the heroes that are captured from the events in Civil War. The next issue up is Miss Marvel number six. Carol Danvers is pretty much Iron Man's right-hand man during Civil War. She's like, you know, right there. She's co-leader and everything. And we see in this issue, she's uh, in a debrief uh, about some non-registered heroes. And her team is Wonder Man and Spider-Woman. Now, in uh, this instance of Spider-Woman, it's a character called Julia Carpenter, who has been a Spider-Woman for years, been an Avenger, West Coast Avenger. Uh, she's going by the new name of Arachne at this point. Now, she seems hesitant about going after the bad guys, but no one really suspects it. But in the comics, you can tell when things are about to get weird. So Iron Man asks Carol if Captain America tried to sway her because he, she know, he knows that she is also a friend with Captain America. She pretty much lies because there's a flashback of that actually happening. So she goes, no, he didn't, he, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so it continues on where Carol and Wonder Man bag their unregistered guy, and they actually go out for fast food afterwards to celebrate it. They end up running into a fast food restaurant that gets jumped by a bunch of low-level bad guys to try and rob the place. So that's really poor timing on their part. Uh, so that, it, that part of the issue ends with them going, all right, well, I guess we're getting dinner and a show. And we flash over to the Arachne confronting her take, uh, which is an unregistered hero. But it ends up the one that she went after was somebody that she was having a relationship with, like her boyfriend. So the cape killers rush in, and they try and help her get the bad guy. And the, tr the bad guy tries to cover up and says, she was about to apprehend him. There's no need for more violence. But she just had enough. She attacks the cape killers, and they both take off. On Thunderbolts 105, Captain America versus uh, Zemo at this point. 
eventually, Zemo teleports away Falcon and Daredevil so he can talk to Captain America alone. They have this really deep conversation where Zemo is sort of apologizing to Captain America for all of the years that he clashed. He also tries to explain what's going on on Team Iron Man, how he seems, he, all he sees is Team Captain America being captured at the end. He offers him a way out by giving him some sort of device, which we don't find out what's going on with that later on. He gives him a peace offering with a storage locker, and it's not just anybody's storage locker. Now, the history with this storage locker is Zemo, once with a team, trashed all of Captain America's prized possessions in attack on Avengers Mansion way long time ago. For us, it was in the 80s. He pulls this locker out of another point in the time stream and shows Captain America how serious he was because all of a sudden Captain America has all of his things that he had uh, from before he was frozen again. So you're kind of like, okay, this was his peace offering. So you're not really sure still what's going on, but you know Zemo's still trying to play both ends of the field here. Uh, next issue up is Heroes for Hire number one. Now, the original Heroes for Hire in the comic books was Luke Cage and Iron Fist. This is a totally new team. Some familiar faces from the movies like Shang-Chi, Colleen Wing, which was in the Iron Fist TV show, and Black Hat from the Spider-Man titles. The team, who's fairly new at working together, meets up with Iron Man's team, where Tony and Reed want this new team to go after Captain America and find them since they're like, you know, a Heroes for Hire organization. They try and hunt things down. So they want them basically to find out where Team Captain America is hiding. There hasn't in at first, but they end up taking the case. And you're wondering, could these guys really go after and find Team Captain America for Team Iron Man? You know, we'll, we'll see about that eventually. The next issue up is New Avengers 23. This one focuses on Jessica Drew, who is Spider-Woman in the comics. Uh, she's working as a double agent at this point in her career under the direction of Nick Fury. So she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and a HYDRA agent at the time. But since Nick Fury's not around anymore, Maria Hill tries to see if Jessica is going to be on Team Cap instead of joining forces with them. She figures, figures out pretty quickly uh, when she's fishing for information that she is... Definitely on Team Captain America, but Hydra ends up breaking her out of prison because they're still they still don't know that she's a double agent. So they take her to this base, which they call Hydra Island. She wakes up and escapes because she's like, "No, I can't be here." But she ends up blowing up the entire island uh, in the process, which I kind of thought the first time I read it was a bit overkill. But at least Hydra's not going to come after her for a while. So now she's definitely on Team Cap. But is she? You just see her speeding off in a boat with the exploded island behind him. Next up is Wolverine 45, Wolverine versus Namor at first. Logan is pretty badass, but Namor and his crew knock him out and take Nitro back to Atlantis. Wolverine wakes up, and he sees Iron Man there, and he tells them about the pills that Nitro told him about. But they see they need Nitro back to expose whoever gave him the pills. Now, the last thing Logan says to Tony is, I can't breathe underwater. So the next page you see Iron Man diving down to Atlantis and talks to Namor about a bargain to get Nitro back, which doesn't go well for Iron Man. Namor is really stubborn, so he tells Tony, just get out of here. But uh, it ends up being that it's not really Tony, and the next page is a full panel of Iron Man armor popping Wolverine's claws. So it's Wolverine in Iron Man armor, which for a big fan of the X-Men and Avengers, seeing Wolverine in Iron Man costume for the first time, that was really cool to see. Uh, Namor says attack. Wolverine's first inner monologue reads, this thing moves like an 18-wheeler on nine wheels. So he's thinking this is a clunky outfit. Uh, they quickly fight Wolverine, but uh, Wolverine threatens to hurt one of the Atlantean agents, a lady that's been after Nitro the whole time that we've seen. So they just 
calm it down, everything, so Namor agrees to take him. So they go to Nitro's cell, but it ends up Nitro killed the lady's husband, who was his guard. Then Nitro is ready to just go after everybody. Wolverine ends up going over to Nitro and slicing off his hand, and Namor tells Logan to leave while he still can. So we fast forward the next page into a bar. Namor tells Logan that they interrogated Nitro, and they got the name of the company who gave him the pills. It's called Damage Control Incorporated. That's how the issue ends there. Now next up is Young Avengers and Runaways number two. Both teams calm down after their misunderstanding, but they do spend some time getting to know each other. But you see somebody lurking in the background who's possibly hunting them down. Maria Hill seems to be behind the plot to capture them all, so you're kind of wondering what's going on here as well. They aren't happy that there's a scroll on the member of the runaway, so Maria Hill is untrusting of the scrolls. Uh, someone will definitely regret that one later on, I believe. Uh, whoever it is stumbles onto both teams and immediately takes out one of the new Avengers and young event or young Avengers actually, and says, "All right, who's next?" That's how the issue ends. And in true comic fashion, you have to wait a whole month to find out who was really next. And next up for us is Cable and Deadpool number thirty-one. Team Cap pretty much whoops on Wade, and they duct tape him. <laughs> Seems to be every roll of duct tape on Earth. Uh, Cable is trying to interrogate him, but uh, Wade spends several pages telling Cable that he has to go pee, which makes perfect sense for uh, for Deadpool because he's just trying to get out. He's like, I got to pee. What are you up to? And I got to pee. So Cable gets tired of this. He tries talking Wade into joining their cause, but he says, I have a badge. I, that's all I really care about, so I'm not going to do anything. So Cable does the next greatest thing and teleports them both into the White House to talk to the president, which... You know, what else would you do at this point? So Deadpool is now in the White House with the president, and he asks the president if he can go pee. <laughs> this is why these comics are funny with Deadpool and Cable in it. Now, Cable explains what will happen in the future, because he is from the future, and they do know he's from the future at this point, of what will happen if things keep going the way they are. The president doesn't agree with Cable, and Cable leaves with a with a warning to stop the Registration Act, or it'll... Just turn ugly. Uh, so the next issue up is Miss Marvel number seven. Uh, Carol and Wonder Man had a little tussle at the end of the last issue. The last panel of issue six showed something sitting on the table saying, are you looking for me? Well, it ended up being a young girl with developing powers. So she had this like costume or weird mask on at the time. So they're like, okay, what's going on? They say, oh, she's a kid with powers and you know, maybe we can recruit her. So they take her back to meet the girl's father and tell him that she has powers, and they like to help train her to use her powers for, for, for the greater good. He wasn't happy about it at first, but slowly they agree that uh, she can go there. So her first day starts out in a briefing how they're going to capture uh, Arachne, who has gone rogue from the last issue. They do find her and try and take her down, but she gives him the slip, and she is totally in the wind. So that's kind of how that ends up from there. Uh, next issue up in the main storyline is Civil War number four. We left off to the end of issue three where Thor appeared mid-battle to everyone. He quickly tips the scales for Team Iron Man by tearing through everybody in Team Captain America and knocking them all out uh, but a severely beaten Captain America. Uh, Iron Man gives him another chance to stand down, but Cappy and Cappy still won't agree. As the huge differences between the movie and the comic event are quickly clearly shown uh this is one of the big similarities though that cap simply will not back down uh so iron man uses his armor to set out these audio waves to make sure all of team captain america stays knocked out but uh, team cap has an olympic god on her side in the form of the character hercules he knocks out iron man's armor so team cap can function again 
Well, Thor gets really mad and goes after Bill Foster, who is Goliath, and he blows a hole right through Goliath and kills him. This freezes everyone. So Team Captain America just takes this opportunity to escape, and Team Iron Man is so stunned to do anything, and not many see Reed Richards give some sort of shutdown command to Thor. So it's clearly an artificial being and not the real Thor. So that's kind of comforting that Thor wouldn't really do that. Uh, later on, uh, both teams are seen patching up after the big fight. Uh, at Team Iron Man, they're watching Reed perform surgery on the Thor copy, trying to figure out what's going on. But a lot of them are having second thoughts now about what they're going to be doing after Bill Foster dies, because like, you know, we just killed one of our friends. Uh, at Team Cap, we see a few of his followers leave because they fear that they're going to be killed next. But way more of Team Iron Man starts leaving to join Team Captain America, and the people that are fearful on Team Cap are going over to Team Iron Man. And we see uh, at Bill Foster's funeral, Tony has some major regrets, but he's still committed to winning his cause. Now over on the Fantastic Four camp, Sue writes a letter to Reed saying that she and Johnny, who's out of the hospital finally, are joining Team Captain America. Thing watches him leave, and this is a really big deal in the comics because the Fantastic Four have been a huge family, so you didn't really think anything up until this point could break that up, but this really does it. Uh, Thing watches them leave, so he's pretty sad about that. And not long after, Reed and Hank Pym go to meet with some of the new recruits to help hunt down Team Captain America. You can see they're really getting desperate at this point because these are some of the worst bad guys ever. Venom, Reaper, Lady Deathstrike, and some more of like the top bad guys that have been in the Marvel Universe. So you're like, wow, Iron Man's really going to go with the bad guys to help hunt down Captain America. So this is kind of freaky. Next issue is Wolverine 46. This is an important issue as well in the grand scheme of things because Logan tracks down Damage Control, the company who he linked to giving Nitro his enhanced power pills. Uh, Now they're really called, you can find out what they're really called. They call the Mutant Growth Hormone. He goes right to the top of the company, but they're not cooperative. And in true Wolverine fashion, he trashes the place. But he leaves this little listening device and data extracting device around, which he takes later to one of the X-Men tech guys the name of Forge. They discover that Damage Control is deli- had deliberately given Nitro those pills that created a catastrophe which they could clean up. Basically making the problem so they can clean up afterwards when all the heroes clash. Who's going to clean up all the messes and everything? So it comes down to like a company wanting to make more money off of all of these crises. So Logan goes back uh, to take the whole company down without the blessing of the X-Men because he goes to the X-Men to tell them what's going on, uh, Cyclops and White Queen. And they're basically telling him this isn't our problem. So he ends up going without their blessing. But he runs into a S.H.I.E.L.D. squad. And the last panel is one of the agents hitting him with an adamantium blade, which is the only thing that can cut through his bones. Uh, Next up is Heroes for Hire number two. The team is trying to locate Team Captain America. They're really good at their job, so they do eventually find the S.H.I.E.L.D. safe house that's supposedly off the grid that they have them. They try and talk to Captain America and uh, get the lay of the land, but eventually they end up going head-to-head with some of Team Captain America. And when I say the whole team, I mean one of their team, the member Paladin, just starts attacking. He even got an electromagnet field around him so Captain America's S.H.I.E.L.D. can't hit him. It ends up deflecting and hitting others. So everyone turns on Paladin to make him stop, but he's too much for what's going on. And he lays some smoke bombs down and ends up with the issue ending with Paladin standing over Captain America, calling S.H.I.E.L.D. in, saying, I got him. 
Next up is Young Avengers and Runaways number three. Their attacker just won't stop. He's quick and agile. Vision tries to take him down by phasing his arm into this guy's chest, but the guy rips his forearm off, so this guy's walking around with Vision's arm sticking out of him. Now, while phased in him, Vision gets some info on who their attacker is. He's some interdimensional character that is Kree named Novar. He's working for a Black Ops team trying to get uh, both teams captured. Now, right before he takes the whole team out, his bosses, seeing that he's kind of injured, they scoop him up and they pick up some of the uh, incapacitated heroes on both teams and take off. So they have people to interrogate now. And the last panel who's, who is who's left from both teams ready to just take them down. Next up is Civil War Frontline number 6. Ben Ulrich ponders leaving the Daily Bugle from what everything that is going on. But Jonah's right-hand man, Robbie, talks him out of it, so he's still employed. And we flash forward to an interrogation room where uh, Sally Floyd is being interrogated by S.H.I.E.L.D. after being picked up in the last issue. She doesn't see Reed Richards watching in the background, and he tells him to try and cut a deal with her. So that's how we see Sally's adventure end in that issue. We go now to Ben Ulrich interviewing Iron Man after Goliath was killed, which... Uh, he watched all of it happen because he was a reporter in the background. He tries to get Tony to admit he's using bad guys who are being controlled because they're starting to get a vibe that Iron Man's doing some really shady stuff. And uh, Iron Man's just like, no, 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 that's not going on. But he doesn't really answer. So then in the Speedball story, it shows him being transported to another prison after this. But this time, Reed and She-Hulk try and reason with him. They take him out of the negative zone and they try and reason with him, but he still won't budge. He's still convinced it's wrong and he... Shouldn't sign the Registration Act, and he's not going to listen to reason. But Reed smooth talks him to at least hear them out and read what they have to present him. So as She-Hulk goes with Speedball to another building so they can talk about this, uh, a civilian pulls out a gun and shoots him. Now, there's another uh, side story that happens this issue. Wonder Man follows a shady character to a warehouse where he discovers a whole commando team of Atlanteans about ready to do something in a warehouse. We don't know what it is. That's how the issue ends. Uh, so next up is Captain America number 22. This focuses on Agent 13, or Sharon Carter in this point, who in the comics is having a relationship with Captain America at this time. We see her telling Maria Hill she knew Cap wouldn't sign the Registration Act and things would go the way they were and he wasn't going to go down quietly. Well, Maria Hill tries to use their relationship uh, to try and draw out Captain America, which they see him uh, get together with Sharon and they talk about how dangerous things are if, and he needs to stay on the run. We see a Cape Killer team attack an apartment, but it's not the right apartment. It's not the one that they're in. It's the one Sharon kind of led them to, an empty place. And we see her uh, in a S.H.I.E.L.D. counseling session because she uh, was uh, derelict in her duty and so now they're trying to figure out if she should be let go from S.H.I.E.L.D. or arrested. And the last few pages turn to the Red Skull, who's with a shady character who's been a bad guy for a long time named Faustus, who reveals it's through their manipulation Sharon loves Steve as much as she does. And we're going to see how far that takes uh, eventually. Uh, Cable and Deadpool 32. Cable, before he leaves the White House and attacked by a bunch of Secret Service agents, he still is trying to convince the president that they're doing the wrong thing. So he he knows that's not going to work. So he teleports away with Wade to an unload location. He he gave up trying to reason with the president. So he butts heads with Deadpool one more time, They but he is clearly unmatched. Uh, so Wade is just like, oh, I don't know what to do, but he still tries to fight him. Cable takes him down with some telepathic uh, uh, persuasion. And he takes him on this telepathic journey to try and prove how this act will change if uh, for the world if it doesn't end. But Wade's just like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not. There's no turning back for me. So that's kind of how the issue ends and Cable teleports away. 
Amazing Spider-Man 535 is next up. This is the game-changing issue for Spider-Man and his moral dilemma if he chose the right side or not. Now, he asked Tony to see the prison they're keeping all the heroes and villains that are locked up. So they head to the Baxter building and go through the portal that Reed is watching at the time to the negative zone. Uh, It's not on Earth at all, and Peter is just flipping out because of this. Uh, So Peter is horrified that this isn't just a temporary prison for the people. Iron Man states that this is where they're going to be forever unless they register. So this kind of seals the deal for Peter and his moral compass right there. After a brief chat with Reed about what made him do what he's doing, they all head home. Peter then sneaks Mary Jane and Aunt May out of Avengers Tower and tells them to leave the building, don't look back. But it's too late because Iron Man busts in and attacks Spider-Man. That's how that issue ends there. Uh, the next up is a one-shot called Civil War Choosing Size. Uh, and there's, there's some small stories about some smaller, low-level characters as they wrestle what side to be on. A S.H.I.E.L.D. unit goes to the home of uh, the Venom host at the time. His name's McDonald Gargan. Uh, after a few scrapes and bruises to the unit, Venom appears and says, sign me up for the act. Uh, there's a new unknown Ant-Man at the time. He jumps in, rescues a kid from the crossfire from the initial hero fight in New York. He appears to be neutral at the time, but would rescue people if needed. So he ends up rescuing a kid and then disappears. The next hero is Daredevil, busting up some local gangs and thugs, uh, but it's a setup and he's surrounded by S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. He escapes and it ends up being revealed that Daredevil really did get captured. They're trying to figure out who this Daredevil is, but it ends up being Iron Fist, Danny Rand, taking up the Daredevil mantle uh, for, for Matt Murdock at this time. Uh, Next up is the U.S. agent, John Walker. He's told by Iron Man that he's being transferred to Canada to be on the new Alpha Flight team, which is Canada's superhero team. Uh, He doesn't care for it, but he begrudgingly goes in the end. Uh, Fantastic Four 540 is up. This is the big fallout between Reed and Sue. Uh, Sue helps some prisoners escape before before they're carted off to the negative zone. Uh, They have a huge fight that's just about to boil, and he's fighting with her. Like, you need to listen. She's not going to listen. They almost come to blows, and it ends with Sue tearing a hole with her powers from the roof to the basement in the entire building. Now, this is a high-rise building, so she takes out everything and then takes off. Thing comes in shortly after that and tells Reed he's leaving the country and the Fantastic Four. And we'll, we'll then see a part from the Amazing Spider-Man issue where he lets Peter and Tony into the negative zone in this issue. So this issue ends with Reed pondering what he will do without Sue. Uh, next up is Civil War number 7. The first part of this issue is Sally Floyd, the reporter who is meeting with the underground heroes. She's being interrogated by a senator. He eventually tells her uh, he's helping her get out of jail because he does agree things are going too far. And then in another storyline, Norman Osborn is talking with somebody in the shadows who's in a big building sitting behind a desk who uh, gives them a power enhancement formula. The shadow figure states that Team Iron Man has a traitor and all will be revealed. Uh, The speedball aspect, he was shot in the last issue, so it's continuing uh, to unfold. Uh, They're trying to operate him and get the bullet out, but pain uh, is now causing his powers to flare up, and there's a huge explosion. Uh, you flash forward to another, the other story of Wonder Man, where he's found hurt after the big warehouse is just torn apart, and they're trying to uh, find out what's going on. Uh, but he found out that the Atlanteans are preparing for a big fight, and this flashes to him saying the Green Goblin did this. Next up is Miss Marvel number eight. Carol and Wonder Man track down the rogue Arachne at her parents' house, where she's hiding with her daughter. Carol walks in to talk to her, but that doesn't last long, and a cape killer team arrives and blows the hole thing way out of proportion she gets her daughter to safety and tries to fight her way out but she's quickly taken down and sent to prison 
uh, Carol and Wonder Man ponder if they're doing the right thing because Julia was a good friend of theirs and just a really good part of the team. And the issue ends with Carol going home and the X-Men rogue appearing in her living room. But that's a story for another day because that's the last part of Miss Marvel in this entire storyline. Next up is Wolverine number 47. Being cut with an adamantium blade at the last issue, Logan is down but not out. Those Atlantean special agents jump in and help him, but the arrival of the Avenger Sentry, who's a really massive guy, ends up making things going south. He takes uh, out Logan, who wakes up at S.H.I.E.L.D. with power dampeners on his hands, but he tells Maria that that's always your mistake because his claws, his claws are not his superpowers, so he busts out of the chains and jumps out of the helicarrier. Now, at Damage Control, their board finds out what their CEO is really going on with the drugs and everything, with the enhancement pills, and they try and cut him out of the company. Wolverine pops in the room and wants a fight. But that CEO, he pops the pills himself to go head-to-head with Logan. That's a really big idea. A little brief fight happens, and Wolverine ends up popping his claws through the guy's head, fights over, and he's got justice for the people of Stanford. Uh, next up is Heroes for Hire number three. We saw Paladin take out Captain America, but did we? The Cape Killers take Captain America the Shield, where they take his mask off, and it's really Paladin. But they flash back to the Heroes for Hire issue during the fight. Captain America, with the help of Shang-Chi, they held their breaths long enough to take out Paladin and switch costumes. Now, Iron Man's really not happy about this, so the Heroes for Hire are on their way back to see what's going on. Uh, Captain America number 23, Bucky the Winter Soldier breaks into the Shield headquarters. This is the first time you get to see Bucky. Uh, in it after he was revealed to be the Winter Soldier a few issues before. And he's got a hologram of Nick Fury with him. Uh, They break in the S.H.I.E.L.D. to get some intel that S.H.I.E.L.D. has. Uh, They get what they need, and Bucky trades uniforms with a knocked-out cape killer so he can still walk around. Now, we don't know really what this means at this point. And then you flash forward to a scene where Dr. Doom and Red Skull are talking in a lab. Doom's been supplying him with all the things that he's been needing. So we'll see what happens with this later on in a future Captain America issue. Red Skull really wants the heroes to suffer, and the Civil War is just the beginning. Uh, Avengers 24, the mysterious newer Avenger Sentry, he doesn't want to be in the battle anymore. He doesn't want to fight. So he escapes to the moon where the heroes called the Inhumans live. Iron Man doesn't like that at all, so he tries to come and take him back. Now, the character Black Bolt is furious. He's the king of the Inhumans, and he's furious for Iron Man to just coming onto their home unexpected. Uh, the human, Inhumans don't want any part of the uh, Civil War to involve them at any point, so they try and arrest Iron Man, but Sentry dissolves the situation and says, I'll just go back with Iron Man and just make this a done deal. And the Inhumans warn them they're not prepared for what is about to happen after this. Uh, the next issue up, the last issue for this episode one is Civil War number five in the storyline. Iron Man and Spider-Man get into a really big fight. Iron Man uh, ends up knocking uh, uh, Spider-Man down, says, you know, just give it up. The Cape Killers bust in and blast Spider-Man out the window. Maria Hill sends the new Thunderbolts team against what Iron Man wants to do uh, of the bad guys uh, to go get uh, Spider-Man. They're hunting him down. They quickly put a beat down to Spider-Man because these are some of the really huge bad guys in the Marvel Universe. But Spider-Man is rescued by somebody shooting some of the uh, bad guys. It ends up being the Punisher. Now, in a couple of different issues earlier, you've seen this character lurking in the backgrounds with a ski mask on. Ends up being the Punisher of all characters. He brings a badly wounded Spider-Man back to Team Captain America, and they say they need his skills while they're tending to uh, Spider-Man to break into the headquarters of Fantastic Four and get the intel they needed to rescue all of their teammates from the negative zone. We see the end of the issue. Tony helps escort uh, some heroes into the negative zone. In fact, 
Daredevil is one of them, and Daredevil calls him a Judas, and that is how the issue ends. So, how has the ride been for you so far? This is just half of Civil War in the Marvel Universe, and this is just halfway point. So if you check out my Instagram, at Bri the Comic Book Bri, like that, and you'll have pictures of every issue we've talked about in this podcast, and the next episode will have everything featured from that issue, which will be the next half of Civil War. And again, if you want a complete list of every issue in read order, feel free to reach out to me at BriTheComicGuy at gmail.com. And I will be back with you next time as we cover the second half of this epic storyline called Civil War. And I will, at the end of every podcast and storyline, I will also talk more in detail about the similarities and differences between that and the movie. So join me next time as we cover the next segment of Civil War, the later half of it, and the conclusion of it. I'm Bri the Comic Book Guy, and I will see you next time on Comic Book Storylines.